What's up, guys? Welcome to Kind of Funny's post-show analysis of Bethesda's E3 2019 showcase. I'm Tim Geddes. This is Andy Cortez. That one of the coolest dudes in video games, Greg Miller, and I love him so It's apparently going to be 90 tomorrow is what I just heard. I feel it right now. And it's gonna. I'm packing sh- basketball shorts. I'm just wearing basketball shorts. In That's here, guys. a good call, man. I don't it care. Flip flops, basketball shorts. hot, dude. It is spicy and hot. Um, and it's not just the E3 announcements. It's literally hot. Mm. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, I like what you did there. So we just watched the Bethesda press conference. We sure did. We're now going to do our entire breakdown, get into it. This is the Kind of Funny Games cast. If you're not familiar, uh, we do the show every week. We talk about video games, all things that we love about them. You can get it on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games or podcast services. Just search for Kind of Funny Games cast. Leave your reviews. We'll appreciate all that. But let's get right into it because it's E3 and I'm not trying to waste any time. Andy Cortez. Of course you're not. Number Tim. one game I know journalist. that, dude. I know all that. All right. What are our feelings overall? Bethesda. Uh, us off, Andy. I, I thought it was more entertaining than I thought it'd be. Honestly, like I, I, I think we went in there knowing, at least I in the pre-show said there's zero percent chance we see anything about Starfield and Elder Scrolls. You and did say Todd that. Howard he mentioned said that. it. And that's about it. And so I went in there going with low expectations. I was uh, pleasantly surprised with Deathloop. Mm-hmm. That's sort of. Uh, I feel like that's the thing that Microsoft was missing for me. Like that big sort of. Unknown thing that we haven't seen yet. You know, we we've there's would, tons of things we know, right? I would personally toss Ghostwire there too. Oh, good. I thought yeah, that was totally, a really great. Totally, show. yeah. Two new IPs, man. Yeah. yeah, and so that paired along with you know, obviously Doom Eternal is going to be fucking awesome. Wolfenstein, the new Wolfenstein, uh, Blood, new Young Blood, Young Blood, Young Blood. Uh, I I was pleasantly surprised. I I thought it's one of the best conferences I've seen Bethesda put on. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm in the same boat. A lot of I don't care about, but... <laughs> and that's always the tough thing. When we come in, if you're new to us doing a press conference, right, there's the, what did we think of it personally versus what did we think of it as a press conference? What did we think of it in the lay of the land of what E3's been? This delivered, I thought, more than Microsoft did. I had a better time here with Microsoft. I enjoyed a shorter presentation. Uh, even though, I guess, was it the exact same? No, it, it, we just ended a little while ago, so it's just a little bit over an hour. Right, we'll see like an hour. Yeah, but 15. I would say the other one was closer to two than this one was. Okay, yeah, yeah. I thought this was a tighter presentation, but I do think it sagged in the middle. And what I said during it, I think I believe now at the end of it, is that it felt like PlayStation a few E3s ago. You know what I mean? A handful again, where it was like everything's great and we're having a good time and you're getting a good mix of games. It might not all be for you, but then here's Wonderbook. Mm-hmm. You're like, what the fuck? Why are we spending so much time on this? Like when we got in, it was like. Elder Scrolls Blades, right, which is an interesting way to start, but has an audience, obviously, and they didn't hang on it too long. Fallout 76, and it was exactly what I said it should be, right? Todd Howard made some jokes and then talked about how they've been fixing it and how they have a great community, and let's see what's coming, and then, well, I know we're going to go game by game later. Yeah, it got prediction. It kept going, kept going, and then it was the Commander Keen thing, where it was like, wait, what the... F-? And then, even before that, I guess Elder Scrolls Online went out. That was a long trailer for that. Yeah. But again, there is an and audience Legends. for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then Legends, but then we and then but it was the audience for it's not watching this. Then it was raging. Went back up. Aren't are they not? I don't think they are. I don't. That, uh, I, I think the audience. Which for one are we talking games, about? We're talking about Elder Scrolls Online. Like, see, I think I they are. Like, I feel like they're playing the game right now. They're not not watching this. I f- like they're gonna. <laughs> they'll see that more stuff's coming. They're like, all right, cool. I'm gonna keep playing this game, but I, f- I haven't stopped. Playing. I I know we uh, talk about it a lot in terms of. Uh, what we like about Bethesda and how interesting they are in terms of being a publisher, right? I think it still hangs true that like the Bethesda fan base is a, uh, a very similar in a way bigger way and, and different in its own to the kind of funny group where I do think like you might not like all if you're a kind of funny best friend, it doesn't necessarily mean you care about uh, cooking with Greggy, but you love KFAF or whatever. Like if we were doing a press conference, you show up to watch it and see what's going on or at least tune in later. Like I think 
Elder Scrolls Online people do care enough to come out and check it out and see what's going on because they are Bethesda fans that way. I think. I, I mean, obviously there's crossover. Yeah. And I do think that there are Elder Scrolls fa- Online fans that watch this stuff. But I just I would imagine that it's a, a much smaller piece of the pie compared to Elder Scrolls Online players compared to other Bethesda traditional sure. games. Like the, I, the games that we that we at this table would I, be more excited yeah, yeah, yeah. for. Right? But I also do think then, too, you have to keep in mind that Part of this is trying to catch the fan who is just, I am just a, a Skyrim fan. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for the next Elder Scrolls in that vein to look year after year at Elder Scrolls Online and be like, oh, that's interesting. That's getting better. You know what I mean? Like for Fallout 76, when they talked about, when it was expressed to uh, the more general public, of, when I stood up and started clapping and no one knew why, like, hey, quest lines, decisions, human NPCs, like that is going to bring a lot of normal people, in quotes, yeah. the people who, I, oh, I don't care about an online Fallout, that'll bring a lot of people into it, yeah. I think, of getting into Fallout 76. And that's the idea you want, right, in terms of this crossover and grabbing people from the different buckets and bringing them in. I personally, and maybe I'm wrong, and maybe I'm Misha or Sided, don't think anybody cared about Commander Keen, right? Like, I don't think that's a game that, like, even Fallout Shelter, like, you know, Fallout Shelter, of course, it's Fallout. It was a fun idea, and we were all starving for a Fallout when it happened, and it was super successful as a mobile game, right? And then for them to talk about Blades, get it out of the way, talk about it being their second straight to number one mobile game after Shelter. Again, Elder Scrolls people care about that. Keen's going to be number three. Watch out. That, I mean, <laughs> that's uh, based on gameplay there, like with both Blades and Shelter. I mean, I downloaded Shelter, I guess, and played for a little bit. Uh, but both of those, I could see me being like, oh, and I win, maybe I'd play those. Keen, I'm looking at, I'm like, I would never play this. And yeah. I, it's not because. I could, granted, the other one too have licenses attached that I have some affection for. This one, I don't think there's many people who have it attached to it. And also, just it looks like a kids game when I don't think that's what they're going for. But then the gameplay just doesn't look engaging at all. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, my we're getting into the games. Mm-hmm. I apologize, Tim. Uh, I thought as a conference overall, it was better than Microsoft's. I thought it went quicker. I thought it had personality, which I love. I thought it that it had heart, which we love. We talk about you know I like I like the interstitials of in between stuff and they didn't do it too much like what three times overall going to the audience mm-hmm. and talking to them right I love the developers coming out hey we're super we're super into this fucking stuff we're we're in a curse we're in this different shit here's a look at it I thought as we've talked about with Microsoft not as much gameplay as I would like overall like we had we had definitely had ga- more gameplay I thought here we got a doom like gameplay healthy chunk demo, yeah, which yeah, yeah. is we haven't seen that all day which, by the way, two minutes ago, the embargo lifted on. I can say that I have played Doom Eternal. I've played what you saw there. We can talk about it when we get there. Uh, but overall, I was like, I thought this was a really good. I thought this was a really good conference. And I'm, you know, I mean, I, we don't score anything or anything. I thought it was better than Microsoft's. Uh, I thought it dra- dragged a bit in the middle, but they're doing the thing where they have so many games and they want to get everything out there and they do want to try to get Commander Keen to somebody. And I think you can always just shorten stuff up. Mm-hmm. I feel like a short trailer for Commander Keen could have done better than a presentation, right? I feel like a short trailer for Elder Scrolls Legends could have done better than the longer thing of him getting sucked into the tavern and you know what I mean? Like, no, yeah. it's a card game. Got it. Why do I care about it? Just tell, and I'm not even being, I'm not even trying to be a, a dick about it, right? Yeah. Like, just why do I need to know about it? Yeah. I thought that it, overall it was, it was very, it was good. Not very good. It was good. Better um, than Microsoft? I, I thought it was better than Microsoft. I feel Microsoft had a couple better moments but like they have cyberpunk it's like that's almost cheating right mm-hmm. um i will say two new ip wasn't expecting it when we were doing the pre-show i was like i don't think there's anything that they can do that's really gonna excite me same here both yeah. those ip excited me yeah. i was talking about uh predicting that evil within that would be an evil within it would be another horror game and like that happened and i'm happy because some of the evil within uh just look and aesthetic i, I didn't like this what was it uh Ghostwire Tokyo. Tokyo. What a fucking good like, name. People just disappear dope, in a snap. And right? it looks cool. And it's like, all right, I was like, I can get into this. This seems like a great jump on point. I like horror games like yeah. that. And like, like that could be cool. And uh, Deathloop, like, 
everything we've seen looks fantastic. I'm all about that. Both of those, don't know what the gameplay looks like for either of them, but it's still fun to get excited about new IP, and yeah. let alone two of them, so that's great. I also, you know, I'm a huge fan of the production of these uh, E3 conferences, and Bethesda, year after year, there's always a theme, there's always an idea. The idea this year was community. They did that because of Fallout 76. I thought they nailed that aspect of it. Uh, having said that, I feel like this year didn't have enough big things to show off to warrant the Shrine Theater. Like the a couple years back when they did essentially just do a VOD that they played on a at a theater, you know, mm-hmm. like that felt like it made more sense and was tighter. This having the amount of people come out on stage, like the Commander King thing, why did someone come out on stage for Agreed. that? Right? Yeah, yeah. And, we don't need this mobile game explained. Yeah. And I feel like they did that for for every single thing. And while it did fit the the tone of it all, I feel like it hurt the pacing of it. And I, it's a weird catch twenty two where Bethesda years ago we would have been like they don't have enough to throw their own conference. Yeah. And now they've done it four years in a row, and it they, seems like they, they want to see themselves as a Ubisoft. Um, I think they prove it. And they prove it time after time. Yeah. But it's like, but a lot of that stuff that they do, the breadth of their library doesn't necessarily speak to everybody. Sure. And uh, I feel like they're, they're, their press conferences suffer because of that, because they focus on that, that stuff in spite of it, right? Um, Doom looks really cool, and I feel like it's a great way to, to end it. Um, Doom is really cool. Yeah. So, Do you want to run through the games and talk about them as yeah, we go? Yeah, let, let's, go, let's go from the top. So um, it starts off with a Fallout 76 apology. Yeah. Well, they do they do Blades first. Well, you're right. I apologize. I see you on. Yeah, it starts off just with the, hey, we got it. We fucked up. Cool. Great. Transparency. Oh, well, yeah. We've fantastic. had a lot of big announcements in the past year. Based on some of them, I'm surprised you're all here. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, so, yeah, just a quick apology and then straight into Elder Scrolls Blade. Uh, it's on, on mobile now, Switch, Fall 2019, free cross-play, cross-progression, all that stuff. Interesting way to start with that type of news. Sure. Like, all right, I guess. Hey, I, uh, you know, it's, cool it's, it's Switch, what we've talked about, right? It's that not everything you can do is for everybody. Mm-hmm. It's cool to get it out. I, I don't think they spent too long on it. It was a good transition. It was a Fallout 76, like you're saying. You say apology in quotes. There was never the, I'm sorry. It was like, hey, this, and then the criticism that was well-earned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Todd Howard addressed it in the same way he did with McCaffrey on uh, Unfiltered, right? But to go into Blades and be like, hey, it's our second first number or number one mobile game after Shelter. There's an update out tonight, and here's something you didn't expect. It's coming to Switch. It's a trailer, Fall 2019. It's free, just like it's free on phones. It's cross-progression, so you can play right now, blah, blah, blah. Hey, we're in, we're out. That's cool. It's 2019, cross-progression. You know, yeah. your games are everywhere kind of thing. I thought it was... A, I thought... A lot of the ones we're going to bitch about later could have learned from that and been served by that format. Yeah, yeah me too. I'm like, hey, here's I this thing. The placement Great. was odd. Like that, they started the show with that. And it's sure. Like, they it's had just, the hype trailer weird. we liked. They had the hype trailer we liked. Yeah, but I mean, in terms of like, games, know, like that we're seeing is that, and then it goes into Fallout 76, uh, Wastelanders coming fall 2019. There's a free trial week of Fallout 76 starting tomorrow. Greg, you want to take this? Yeah, one? I mean, it, with all due respect, you're burning past a lot of the headlines, and you're a monster. All right, so Wastelanders, yeah, of course, coming in the fall. New quest line, a new main quest line. Uh, The big part that I freaked out at, NPC humans, because if you haven't played Fallout 76, the deal is there, and their vision was, and no matter where it got off track, was that you and the other players in the world would be the humans running around the world, whereas, as you know, playing Fallout, usually there are other people there who have their own lives that you talk to and take quests from and have decisions and uh, choices and consequences. Uh, This, for Wastelanders, was giving you the narrative thread that since you've all escaped Fallout the Vault 76 and started rebuilding community. Now people are coming back. So there's NPCs coming into it. They're going to be human. They're going to have dialogue trees. Uh, they are going to have choices and consequences to your actions and stuff for you to run through on the main quest line, which is so huge. Like, I can't, 
even today when I turned it back on and I was playing around tinkering because I was like, I've had the itch lately. Going back into it and it running way better. It was awesome. And then the first thing I did was like, Rosie needs you to come drop this thing off. And I ran in and like, it was, I, did, I you know, dropped off, I don't know, months ago, right? When we were still playing at launchish or the window and came back and dropped it off. And she was a robot. And she's like, hey, probably not what you're expecting. I was like, oh, yeah, right. I guess at this point, I'm not, I'm supposed to think there's still a chance for humans in yeah. this game. Like, I know there aren't. Yeah, you know what I mean? So it's cool to see that coming back. That's exciting. Then they talked about, yeah, Vault 51. Or you said, yeah, June 10th through the 17th, the free trial for everyone to jump in and try it out right now. When you were clapping and the guy's name was Dan. I was like, is this guy yeah, like it's a callback? No, 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 no. I was just super excited. There's another human being there to give me a quest. Uh, so, anyways, I guess I should before I transition out of that. I think that's such a huge move. I, that's what's actually interesting about what they're doing right now is, hey, Wastelanders is kind of making it a Fallout game like the way most people think about a Fallout game. Giving them a free week now, and even though they're giving them Vault 51, which is a different mode, we'll talk about here in a second. Uh, I would have waited. I think giving them the free week later. It's cool. Like, hey, here's a whole bunch of influx for people to come back, but. I don't know if what's there right now is compelling enough. And I say this as somebody who just turned it on for, what, the first time since January? I don't even remember when I fell off playing, right? Um, I guess it was like in the lead up to Anthem. I think I've been playing a lot of it still. doesn't matter. Um, I haven't played it in a long time. I turned it on today, so I don't know if they've added in more stuff. I know they've done the Wild Appalachia content, but I don't know even know if that's going to be in the face enough to be like, hey, this game's a lot better than what people were yeah. saying it was. Um, but... It, they are doing the free week. Uh, Vault 51 is this part of a thing, thing called Nuclear Winner, which is basically a 52-player battle rail. The winner will become the next overseer of Vault 51. There is a literal ring of fire that sinks around you. It is you fighting other people in PvP, but then there are PvE elements, as they show. You know, all sorts of monsters trying to chase you down. There's going to be a sneak peek on June 10th, they said, but I don't know when. If, so it'll be there for the full week. Interested mm-hmm. how the how the base building mechanics are implemented yeah. in something like a Battle Royale game. That- yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, how, like that could ever work battle well, royale I mean, building yes yeah, do you picture somebody fucking <laughs> 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 yeah, i mean it's not that crazy to think of because you do you do build pretty quick in there but it's more a resource thing of how you're getting all the wood how you're getting all the yeah. stuff you're using all the glue um yeah and that was those are the big highlights for fall 76 for me again as a uh, somebody who did enjoy it despite all its flaws but obviously n- knew it wasn't a great game i'm so excited i'm very excited for that to come to i wish it was sooner instead mm-hmm. of fall because i'd love to jump in there and have that i wish that content was like and now it's available and i understand i'm being greedy there but i'm super excited that's a great thing i thought the reaction of our chat was pretty awesome because people were like oh man that's really cool maybe i'll check it out and i saw skizip who i i didn't realize jamie was super into it talking to a whole bunch of people who were like maybe i'll give it a shot during this week she's like yes come play with me do this different stuff like yeah that's awesome and i i i think that i saw that on twitter in a glance uh you know reverb reverberating throughout the uh, com- the you know our community of people I follow on Twitter being like, oh, okay. Yeah. It was interesting, right? This has been such an interesting conversation since the launch of Fallout 76 when it was like, well, can Bethesda even show another E3? Mm-hmm. Or, uh, can they have another E3 conference on the heels of this? When they get there, will they have something to show people to make them happy? When they get there, do they apologize? Do they make a big yeah. deal about it? I guess that's kind of where I'm at. And again, I'm not a Fallout player. I'm not a Fallout 76 player. So yeah. who gives a shit what I have to say? I agree. Um, no, but going from that, I, I just feel like this, a lot of this does reek of we're trying to fix this and I think that if it was a focus on one or the other of these two things I'd have a little bit more faith but I feel like the quest line and all the stuff they're going to add is going to feel like at best half a fallout game not a real fallout oh, game oh I mean no 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 I no, by no means no ifs ands or buts do I think when they say in Wastelanders out it's going to be like 
300 hours of storyline content. I think mm-hmm. you're getting they, they there's going to be a new main quest line, right? That I'm doing stuff that's making choices that's doing things. That just to me feels like a distraction. Like to me that feels like a, we fucked up so we're going to double down and try to fix it and like try to make you happy. Just try to make you happy instead of like just do the thing, right? Dedicate to it and make it a whole experience. See, I disagree. Personally. Well, the other side then is Battle Royale. It's like we're really getting a Fallout Battle Royale like I've never heard people enjoy the combat of Fallout. Enjoy the shooting mechanics of Fallout. So you're gonna we're gonna make that a battle royale now? That seems weird. Oh, I can't saying, imagine this being good, especially in a time where we have so many battle royales and we've seen so many battle royales fail. Sure, sure, sure. I'm gonna climb on my defense horse here, my defense uh, wastelander, put on my uh, my vault helmet or whatever. Um, for the first part, right of uh, well, that's just something they're throwing out there or whatever. This quest line, you know what I mean? Something uh, we should have done this. We're sorry. It's not. It's too little, too late. Basically, is what you're saying, right? It's not too little, too late. It's almost like like just cut your losses, man. Like I, I feel like okay, people mm. bought Fallout 76. They fucked Fallout 76 up. Like you can put as many many bandies as you. It reminds me of Final Fantasy 15. Cool. So much DLC kept coming out and improved the story. It didn't fix the story. There's no. problems with the story, in my opinion. People sure. should disagree with me. But I feel like at this point, well, this it's is all like opinions, right? put out, like, start working on the next Fallout. Mm. Well, I would imagine somewhere they are already doing that, but they have too, so much stuff in front of it still. You figure they're going to be uh, yeah. the space one. That, what's the name? I can never remember. Starfield. Starfield. And then the next Elder Scrolls and then another Fallout. I think the thing with this is that they see this very much as being the, another Elder Scrolls Online, mm-hmm. which did launch and people didn't give a shit about, right? But then year after year, the player base does get better because they build on it. Mm-hmm. I see this being their first shot at, hey, everybody, this is me. And I, and I, I, don't, I haven't read everything. I don't know the oral histories. I haven't read the scuttlebutt. Our vision, maybe not from the gen- the genesis of what we said 76 is going to be, but our vision going forward of what it's going to be. Of like, we've listened to you, you want this, we're putting it in, and we will continue to do that. They said it was one of the the first of many quest lines yeah. like this, right? That's Which, great then. If they do commit and somehow turn this into an Elder Scroll Online situation, yeah. then like I take everything I'm saying back. And oh, that, yeah, oh and I mean, I'm awesome, glad you're here to but, do it to balance it out because I'm probably giving them too much credit. You know what I mean? I think some I, just, I just feel like, honestly, we're going to look at this in November when it comes out, and I don't think it's going to be very very positively received. I My, feel like people are still going to not be happy with it. There's still going to be enough issues that people are like, this is still not what I want from this. And that's fair. And that's yeah, true. Yeah, but I, I do feel like the people that are in there right now are happy with what they have. Because like, I, I do know, I've been seeing articles resurface about like, oh, Fallout 76 is like getting better and it is improving. And I think the people in there right now are enjoying it for what it is, and any sort of improvement done to it is going to make people even happier and, that's and my, bring in newer audiences. And that it would excite me, especially as, hey, let's talk about a, a Fallout that is a games-as-a-service. And so if it was that, four times a year I'm going to get a major quest line that gives me, I don't know, however many hours of gameplay, things to do, updates and all that stuff, that would be exciting to me In the same, instead of getting it in terms of, and I mean, I don't get me wrong, I'd love another Fallout, but even Fallout 4 launched and had a whole bunch of problems, right? And it wasn't exactly what we wanted. I appreciate this being able to hem, haw, change, whatever. And yeah, no matter what, when it drops in November, people are going to want this, that, the other, etc., right? But you hope that it's a glimpse at what the future of this is going to be and that, yeah, we do keep getting stuff like this, even if they figure out to do some kind of, you know, quarterly is the big epic quest line and then uh, every month or whatever, some other little 30-minute thing to go do that story and ongoing thing like that, I think would be great to pepper into what it is. Yeah. To your other thing, Battle Royale, I think that I'm with you. Yeah, of like, 
I, I, you know, I don't PVE or I'm sorry. I don't PVP when I play fallout. Right. I never, I rarely, I think I've shot Grimecraft once as a joke. I don't fucking, I don't attack people. You know what I mean? I know that that, and like they did say in there, you know, uh, Todd, when he's talking about it, it's talking about like, we gave you this, you know, thing in the guns and all these weapons and all this shit in the wasteland and you guys use it to be nice to each other. Right. That has been true like that. I don't know if, if you're not paying attention to the fallout community. That might sound like lip service and bullshit. It's the reality that the people who stuck around in fallout totally became each other's NPCs. That was a big thing. And people were really role playing in there of like, we are the militia and we're going to do yeah, this. Yeah, I remember the Kotaku. And so there's stuff all the time now where you're dropping it. And now that you can, one of the updates they've done since then is the ability to be a vendor, like set up your own thing. You stock it, people buy it and give you caps and you, you know what I mean? Like they have a system and a world in there. So this is just another thing to add to that. I think of like, cool. Yeah. There's this overseer mode. That's, it sounds like it's limited time, right? Or sneak peek on the 10th. I don't think it'll be around forever. It's something to do. I don't know. Yeah. If the combat of it'll be the fun part of it, but like, you know, they saw, you saw the guy camping and then going out to try to shoot him in the back and the other PVE things to get in there. I don't know. It's interesting enough that I want to try that, even though that's for sure. Not why I play fallout. 76. Yeah. 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 They, I mean the, the two people on stage seemed really stoked and they said the F word. Man, so that means I, that believe it's good. I believe him. I believe him, man. <laughs> uh, then we got Ghostwire Ghost Tokyo as the next game from Tango. Yeah, wow, really cool. Um, but it was another example. Like I love that they, that Bethesda is showing their developers off and like having people come out and present. But I just feel like it's weird pacing when it's like they just have that trailer, and that trailer was after someone came out to talk a little bit. You know, it just it feels like there's a uh, it's incongruent to what they're trying to accomplish. Sure, but I mean, I think a lot of what Bethesda does is like, these are the people making the games that yeah. you love, you know, and so I, I do think that Having they want to showcase the, the people that pour their hearts into these projects. So I wasn't, I will never be shocked if they have developers come up before a game. I feel like that's So I love everything. that, though. I love okay. that. I just feel like what they are saying should add something that we don't see from the trailer that... And sure. I just thought it was weird that we saw her talk and then we saw they the They describe the thing you're about yeah. to say. I no. did, I, I hear you. I do appreciate that she came out and like obviously we would have known it was spooky. We wouldn't have known right that it's action adventure. It's mm-hmm. she was very clear this is not our traditional survival horror we're known for. Uh, I thought that was helpful information that honestly made me more excited because like I haven't done the evil within and stuff before. I'm like ah survival horror you know I have to be in a mood I have to do whatever. Whereas this she's like action adventure people are disappearing in Tokyo. I was like oh all right cool yeah. and the trailer looked awesome. I mean granted again no no gameplay just running through. And but all. what they what they told us and what we saw I'm like this looks awesome. Yeah. Can't wait to see more. Um, no release window or anything at no, all. Not so, that I saw. Yeah. Um, I, I think this is gonna be really good. Yeah. Then Elder Scrolls Online elsewhere. Um, Dragon Hold and Scalebreaker. Um, they <laughs> talked about the stuff, showed a lot of stuff for this. Yeah, time. like, I, again, I don't care about these, about MMOs anymore, really, but I know that Elder Scrolls has a huge dedicated audience, and yeah. they must have been fucking stoked to see everything that's coming to this, including the 82 minute short with that cat jumping on the dragon yeah. <laughs> way too long i didn't i totally didn't like cool, it but like yeah, it was awesome so it was long. just way too long i i would when next time we get pete hines in here mm-hmm. which we've already we've got a chalkboard over there lined up with questions for him already and a million other things i do want to talk to him about what they see on the back end that makes them do what we're talking about right yeah. oh such a long trailer yeah, but year after year they do it, and it seems like it's getting longer. So it must be tracking well. Somebody must be. They, they are they watching it? Do they know if people are watching it? Yeah, I don't know. Nobody knows. Nobody, nobody will ever know. Um, then what else do we got? Commander Keen, uh, iOS and Android, making a valiant return. 
bringing his sister down. Good for him, man. Yeah, yeah it's just totally one of those where I... Oof, that was a checkout bathroom moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I mean, you don't, I understand. Here's the thing. is I, I totally get it. As a student of the game, as somebody critiquing and trying to be um, as even keel as possible, I get that there's going to be trailers and things we don't care about and because of personal preferences. Yeah. This one, I think, was just a bad presentation. This one should have had the presentation of Blades in the front. Yeah. Hey, you're in, you're out. This is what it is. Great, let's go. Cool, it's over. You know what I mean? Like, if you want more, go to the Commander Keen website. And, yeah. it, and especially, uh, yeah, yeah, no. No, no, no. No, no. Did no, not like it. No, no. no thank you. <laughs> not going to complain um, yeah. that. I don't think it's going to be their third number one iOS game ever. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got the uh, Elder Scrolls Legend uh, bit, the card game. Yeah. So the commercial for that. Freedom Night. Yeah. June 27th, they're getting a major update. Again, a trailer I thought that was too long. And I agree, but it's also that thing of like, cool, it's a card game, so every screenshot and action item kind of looks exactly the same. But so I guess we, we put in live action, have them in a the thing. Like, I get, like, like, do we need that? Uh, yeah. It's a hard game to sell, but it they is. do well. So, yeah. Card games. Um, all right. Before we move on, I want to let you know that this episode of Kind of Funny Games Cast is brought to you by Green Chef. Green Chef is a USDA certified organic company that makes eating well, easy, and affordable with plans to fit every kind of lifestyle. Meal plans include paleo, plant-powered, vegan and vegetarian, pescatarian, keto, gluten-free, and my personal favorite, omnivore. Uh, next week, Gia has this special thing lined up for me. It's called a curry-spiced pork burger can't wait for that uh my favorite meal she's made me so far uh steaks with enchilada sauce Ooh, wait. They oh said, my goodness they said it couldn't be done wow she did it science she did it no. did they so, say it so couldn't so be done <laughs> i've never had a steak with enchilada sauce okay that's Have fair you? that's fair no i haven't you're right yeah. you're right well, you nailed me they made it they made it so so easy for us uh, green chef lets you choose from a wide array of easy to follow lifestyles with select organic ingredients everything's hand-picked and delivered right to your door ingredients come pre-measured perfectly portioned and mostly prepped so it's super easy uh for you to make you can always switch up your meal plan whenever you're re- ready to try How'd you just do? i don't know but i had a heart attack uh green chef makes cooking easy with dinner options that work around your lifestyle not the other way around you can switch up your meal whenever you want try something new uh with their wide variety of high quality clean ingredients you can feel great about what you're eating and how it got to your table um recipes include pre-made measured sauces dressing spices so you can get more flavor in less time uh, for a total of $75 off that's $25 off each of your first three boxes go to greenchef.com slash kinda 75 again for a total of $75 off that's $25 off each of your first three boxes go to greenchef.us slash kinda 75 greenchef.us slash kinda 75 why, why is it 75 Andy $75 off Tim. that's why mm-hmm. that's why God, you're so smart. So uh, and also, dude. shout out to Upstart. As most of us have found out the hard way, getting into debt is easy. Getting out is hard, especially if your FICO score isn't great. Thankfully, now there's Upstart.com, the revolutionary lending platform that knows you're more than just your credit score. And it offers smarter interest rates to help you pay off high interest credit card debt. One of my best friends had a lot of issues in college with all his credit card stuff. I wish that this was here to help him. Because that did not end well. Uh, Upstart goes beyond the traditional FICO oh score God. when assessing your credit worthiness. <laughs> they actually reward you sharks. based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter interest rate. Upstart believes you're more than just your credit score. They believe in you. And they understand that. They make it fast, simple, and easy to check your rate in just a few minutes without affecting your credit score. The best part? Once the loan's approved, most people get their funds the very next business day. Andy. 
What's up? That's the next day, man. What? Over 200,000 people have used upstarts to pay off credit cards, student loans, fund their wedding, or just to make a large purchase. Free yourself from the burden of high-interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. See why Upstart is ranked number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot and hurry to upstart.com slash kind of funny to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes and won't affect your credit. That's upstart.com slash kind of funny. Back so easy, dude. to this. It is so easy, man. Rage 2. Rise of the Ghost expansion. Uh, new enemies to kill? That's That looks pretty cool. Um, you got a new faction? You got a new story stuff? You got yeah. a new area? Uh, yeah, I, I thought the trailer was really silly and fun. We had that sort of 80s, 90s sitcom uh, vibe. And then they showed us, again, uh, we were kind of confused, me and Baird, because they all the same titles were popping up of like new weapons and then new uh, vehicle and this and that and they showed us all twice I'm not sure why other people would notice it on Twitter as well of like uh, we're running short on this con- uh, this conference here. I just uh, do two trailers. Yeah, for this, you know, uh, put in the trailer experience. we weren't going to show. Were yeah. those trailers for the same thing though? Yeah, they were. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like I. Because, like, the first half kind of seemed like it was for, like, a not the expansion pack, just kind of it's coming to Rage 2. And then, because all the other stuff was clearly the Rage uh, Rise of the Ghosts. Yeah, I feel like we it was definitive. It, it was easy to see that it was Rise of the Ghosts at the, on the second part. Rise. But we were still getting the, the same sort of titles popping up, telling us that there new was this vehicle new, this new vehicle. Like, back <laughs> we all saw all that stuff. shit, like, yeah. already. It was interesting. Yeah, it was uh, confusing. Is it free? Was it free? The DLC? I, yeah. I th- thought so, yeah. Let me see. I don't think I have any of my notes about it. Well, I guess... Yeah, I mean, they were talking about new shit weekly. I don't. I think all that shit's free. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I'll look in. I'm in, I'm in the back end here of the press stuff. Let me see. It looks interesting. It looks fun. I, I, I enjoyed Rage for what it was. I put, you know, maybe 15 hours into it. I was like, all right, I'm good. Like, I've kind of had my fill of this, this sort of a variety of combat, and it, it got a little samey for me. Um... Yeah, we'll see if I if this brings me back. I know Nick Scarpino somewhere really excited about all of this. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely t- watching this. Definitely, hundred percent, right yeah, hundred percent watching this. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I didn't really that didn't vibe with me. I I just I don't like that humor where it's kind of just so on the nose of what it's going for. And I feel like seeing like it's helped me put it into words. Seeing Rage Two today and then seeing Doom. Where both of them, I feel, are going for, like, yeah, we're cool. But, like, Doom does it. Yeah. For me, at least. Whereas the Rage trailer, I'm just kind of like, it never hits, like, cringeworthy levels. But it's kind of just like, okay, I get it. You know, the mm-hmm. the neon colors, apocalypse, and here's some jokes. It's like, I just feel like that's such a genre of its own at this point. Mm-hmm. It's a little tired. Um, then Wolfenstein, Cyberpilot VR, July. Uh, we've heard about that before. Uh, then uh, It didn't do much for me as a VR guy. Oh, you played it? No, I'm saying oh. like lo- like looking at it, and I was like, oh yeah, what is that going to be? And they were like, oh, you get to pilot Nazi weaponry and turn it against them. And I was like, no. Oh. Mm. And just like it would look like you're in a mech shooting stuff. I was like, hmm, I'm not. That doesn't make me want to run out and play it. Uh, again, I'm not really drawn to Wolfenstein in general, so I don't know. Also, the guy he had a kind of a thicker accent, and when he said you get to fight Nazis, and I thought he said fuck Nazis Whoa. in VR, yeah. Wow, so kind of, <laughs> they're, they're taking game. it to another yeah, dimension. A very different game. Um, then Wolfenstein Youngblood, July twenty sixth. This looks incredible. I can't wait to play this damn game. Yeah, uh, it's going to be the same sort of over the top gory action that we're used to in Wolfenstein. 
the visuals are going to be fantastic. That's just kind of, I mean, if anybody played Wolfenstein 2 and New Colossus, you saw how gorgeous that game could look. Uh, and I'm just excited to try this and then try it at uh, co-op. I think that's a really cool added uh, component to this already awesome franchise. And this trailer uh, did what I'm talking about Doom doing as well, where it's like, I feel like it does nail the tone in a way that I didn't like the Rage one. Like, I like the aesthetic they went with this one. I feel like it is fresh and different, even though it is 80s neon. Like, it was its own take on 80s neon. The characters seem interesting. The comedy that they had together, I believed more. Yeah, that's the thing about it is both Wolfensteins, one and two, uh, and I know there's the DLC, but both the boxed Wolfensteins, right? I started thought they are beautiful games thought they handle really well but they were just too shootery for me like i'm just not that kind of shooter guy right like i don't mind playing first person shooter games but i need a narrative and character and like and it, granted wolfenstein has that i'm not saying it doesn't have that it just still felt too much of fuck you really want me actioning the fuck out of this whereas the idea of playing it with andy playing it with kev playing with barrett whatever seems like that would keep me going in a way of like, all right, we're having fun already. Like it's the cool mechanics, you know, but when I fuck up, which I never really will, somebody can run and save me, right? And take care of me or get me back up. Nitro mm. rifle carry you, big dog. That's why I take everybody. There we go, man. Flapjack and nitro rifle. <laughs> and then here we go, baby. Death loop. Dude. You kidding me? I, I you feel like kidding me with this game right now? Right now, my games of the show are Cyberpunk and Deathloop. Yep. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Deathloop, everything that they showed there, I was like, I'm in. The story looks cool. Uh, Dave Fenoy, sign me Dave up. Dave Fenoy, back All again. About that. Gears um, and Deathloop. We, we were talking earlier about the like the style of it, and it's like it's hard to kind of put your finger on it, but it's like 70s funk, like sci-fi future shit it's, like, it's one of those pulpy like uh, it's yeah. like you know it's like got the film spots it's like it's yeah. one of the things that like like grindhouse right like it's like got that what like tarantino is always talking about being inspired by man, yeah you saying pulp and grindhouse like wow you nailed it right there yeah. well, good job, well i mean even the logo right looks death the, the way they yeah. did death loop looks like a 70s movie right it looks the way like they uh, it death, uh, death proof death proof yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> i have the fact sheet for you Hit on me. death loop all right uh it, first off i thought it was interesting it said platforms tbc or whatever or tb it says c i think but doesn't matter we're past it it'll be everywhere you'd expect it to i imagine description officially is this from the team at arcane line comes an innovative take on first person action death loop transports the players to the lawless island of black reef in an eternal struggle between two extraordinary assassins explore stunning environments and meticulously designed levels in an immersive gameplay experience that lets you approach every situation any way you'd like hunt down targets all over the island in an effort to put an end to the cycle once and for all and remember if at first you don't succeed die die again die and die again uh we were kind of discussing during this like barry was talking uh, about what we think the game's going to be like yeah st- like in terms of how it functions i really hope that it's a linear single player story like i hope that it's all you go through i don't want branching pads i don't want it to be a do you mind open environments perspectives and stuff like that i'm fine with opening and i don't even like i open. want it to be a linear story is okay because i mean like, I, from the, it's the team who did dishonor right arcane or whatever i imagine it's going to be the same that was their whole hook with that game right of approach however you are i should hit bear it approach wherever you want to how do you want to take yes. down this loud soft quad yeah yeah i feel um, i feel like it's going to be what you want my there, again my pitch on it is going to be uh, is that since it's this time loop of them killing each other i think once we you're doing a mission to Get out, and it says you know, or whatever. I close to kill other people on the island or targets on the island, right? I feel like you're gonna go do that, and that's the story mission. And mm-hmm. then at the end, 
they kill you or you kill them and then it, it loops I love back that. and you're the other person in the next I, one. I, I super chapter love that. Chapter, switch I on. like something that they said after we saw the trailer where they're talking about uh, which one intricate level design and like the way they were focusing on talking about level design makes yeah. me think that it is going to be like linear in, in the way that like there's set pieces and build up that like it's not just this giant world where it's like story might happen that's here exactly there. how dishonored was where that, it was that's yeah oh, those are dishonored yeah. games um yeah like you want to again dishonored 2 is one of the best games of this generation because of its level I, mean, design. I wish i could agree uh, like it's <laughs> not what i heard from nick um <laughs> god damn it um like the clockwork tower level in that game is like one of the most like well-designed levels uh ever and so i think it's going to be like it's going to be semi-branching path of how you can take things down there will be some choices that will kind of affect like little story beats but you're going to get like a story uh which is what they did Good. for the i don't the know why i saw this as a two. way more contained experience like based on the trailer i didn't see this as like this giant kind of big story I mean, player driven narrative i saw this more of, of like a there's different. You're gonna take down the other assassin in different environments and different uh, situations, and but it'll feel like it's super replayable because you're doing it in different ways and different methods. Maybe I'm gonna take this the the taller route where I'm on top of this building or whatever. I didn't. I, I guess what I got from that, I didn't see this big narrative story. I don't know. I guess I'm alone. I with hope that. it's not that. Yeah, because I can see it going that direction as well. That's what I thought it was. Be- especially because Dishonored Two. It came out, what, two years ago, a year ago? Yeah, but then uh, I think Dishonored 2 was two years ago. And, and then, then we Prey, had the, expan- the expansion. Uh, oh, Death of the Outsider was last year, I believe. Yeah, so I I don't know. I Dishonored 2 was 2016. 2016, Jesus. November 11th, 2016. I guess we just, da- Death of the Outsider was 2017. I guess we also just don't know when. Oh, did we get a date on this? On Deathloop? No. 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 no, right? Okay. So, yeah, it could be forever away, and they're still forever working on this away. giant story, but, yeah. I don't know. Uh, then Orion, I would say the surprise of this uh, conference for sure. Streaming technology, uh, they did a demo with Doom. You can go to slayersclub.com now to sign up for the beta or yeah, whatever. Yeah, to try to get anyone there, they're ready to try it. Um, it's kind of a like streaming technology that's going to work in tandem with all these things. The yeah, Stadia, it doesn't sound like uh, it, it's weird that they were doing the beta because it sounds like it's more of an idea that hey, this is a technology we're to licensing or sell to these other companies to make their shit run better and make it, what, it was a whole bunch of percentages make everything better and faster and <laughs> less latency. Yeah, uh, which is good. I'm, again, this is what we've been talking about a lot when we do the Stadia conversation. Everyone needs to be on board for this, for this yeah. to work. Yeah, yeah. And we need the technology. We need the cloud stuff. We need the, the gamers to want to be a part of this. Like, yeah. everybody needs to work together for this streaming future to, to work out how we want it to. Um, I liked the way they showed the demo of it, of having someone come out and she's playing and they're talking about input lag and they're talking about all this stuff and Doom is a fast-paced shooter. Yeah, the fact that they like focused on input lag is really good because Stadia sure didn't talk about that at all. You know, we uh, xCloud didn't mention that at all. Like They always talk about, you know, you can get 4K and 60 frames, but cool, but how long does it take for my player to move when yeah, I hit yeah, the yeah. button? I think that was really important for them to focus on that because they know what types of games that they make, you know? Yeah. I thought it was cool that they were putting a foot out there to own the conversation of being the, you know, not the big guys that are trying to have the streaming platforms, but the technology we're going to help help to try to make everyone work a little bit better. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know. 100%. It's cool. At least it's being talked about. And then uh, close another show. Doom Eternal. Doom Eternal. November 22nd. The the giant collector's edition with the damn helmet you can wear if you want. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, this is when I got to play Judges Week. Got to run around and uh, shoot stuff, and it was the it was more, but it was the demo you saw there of uh, what I, what did I think you call the dude the Mario. No, oh, the fucking guy. Yeah, what did I think? Um, Dip, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, floating around chasing you. Ding dong in that the giant sky. area. That's yeah. what ended it. Uh, running up to it, and why I asked about the platforming, which we saw in there, uh, the wall climb and the wall jump and stuff. That was uh, a big part of what we had played, and that was. I'm not good at Doom. Like I, I played the first part of the first few levels of the last Doom. Got it. Understood why people like it, but again, just shootery. That's not my thing. Let alone. The pace of Doom having to be like that. This is an even more amped up pace of that. But what I found helpful that I I got out of the demo of it as they gave us their speech beforehand, it was them saying like, "Hey, we're doing this. It's a direct. You know, it's it's more Doom. Obviously, it's crazier Doom. You even if if you were bad at Doom, you're gonna have a bad time at this getting going. But they said like, all of you in this room are gonna die a lot. And they're like, that's the point. Like. And that was never, I don't know why that I never thought of Doom originally that way of like, oh, that that's the point of it's like arcade shooter. run around, shoot the thing, you die. Well, how can I get further? And what do I need to do? What do I need to be watching and stuff? And I never processed the original Doom that way. And again, not really even knowing that not my type of uh, game. I, I'm, I'll probably kick Eternal around a little bit, but not get into it. Uh, anyways, having that lens of the gameplay, I had way more fun playing Doom Eternal and running around and it's still gorgeous and it still plays incredibly well and it's still, like I said during it, right, of watching the gameplay where you're like, if this was anybody else, you'd look at this and be like, this is doctored footage when in reality yeah. the game looks that good and controls that well and plays that What did awesome. you play it on? A PC, say? of course. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, you know, I think it had some chips in At it. At like 240 the hertz Oof, or whatever. I'm pretty sure there was a hard drive. And Maybe. I think it ran Windows. Cool. Maybe. <laughs> cool. I thought that that looked so so impressive, yep. so cool. Yeah. And uh, it, even beyond the original yep. 2016 one, I loved how it looked like it controlled as well as that one did. But platforming and first person shooters yeah. is never fun. Yeah. That looks fun. You should play mm. Destiny. Raid, oh, I still, I still <laughs> try. That was again like I got my head wrapped around the gameplay better. Right. In the normal thing of, and I forget. I'm not. Don't have my notes in front of me right now. But you know how it is of. You know, you chainsaw a guy for ammo, or you you melee a dude and kill for health. Like that, those mechanics are still there. Where uh -huh. there's a, there's a language to it, and, and like yeah. a, you know, you kung keep, fu. You keep up the momentum. You yeah, know, and you're you, never on the and defensive. you do specific things to get specific things back to yeah. you know make it go further and further. But yeah, there was a good for me where it ground to a halt. Where it was like, cool, now rock climb, jump to that wall and grab it, and then jump to that wall. And it turned out nobody nobody saw me struggling, so nobody came to give me the things. So I had to figure it out on my own. And it, you know, I don't know two minutes of fucking it up over and over again and like it's pre-alpha or whatever so like there was a little bit of load or whatever and I'm like fuck I keep fucking this up and I was getting angry and it was just that I was thinking of it in a very specific way of like how we think about like Mario wall jumping and hanging and sliding and stuff when in reality there was something I, I forget if I if I could double jump or I could so here's grab a hook or do some other shit I'm looking at this and I'm seeing those the fireballs I'm like this looks like castle levels of Mario I love yeah, yeah. that whatever there was the the wall running climbing yeah, whatever yeah. that they were showing then I was like there's something about this that I'm really liking and I, I don't know what it is then when I started seeing the dash I'm like oh my god this is Celeste like this looks First like it plays Celeste. like Celeste more than it plays. Like, it might have been the dash like that Mario. I had forgotten about or something because I had the used dash. It. I'm like, oh my god, that looks fun. It looks like it controls well. Like, yeah. I can't wait. The problem to, I was having it was totally a signposting issue. And if you're not familiar, I mean, like a game telling, giving you the hint of popping up or like reminding you of an ability you don't have to use and you, but you have to use here. Yeah. I think that's totally just a QA thing. Similar. Oh my gosh, wait till this one game that's I'm embargoed from from Judge Week gets announced. It's a great game and I can't wait. But like. There was a mo I haven't seen this 
in the long this is not a bethesda game at all this is complete non-secular i have i don't know if i've ever seen this in my career where i was like fuck how the fuck do i get to this door how do i and i'm trying all these different things and finally I had to pop off my earphone and be like hey man how? and i looked around and everyone was doing the same thing and you saw them all start freaking out uh, i'm like oh, oh fuck no. we knew this was shit we we thought about putting something something in the demo to say go that way but we didn't you don't have to go that way it's that's not funny. there's a thing you see that thing that's like dark that's a thing you can climb ah oh, okay <laughs> and like every everybody would be popping their heads out be like he's like no fuck shit sorry is this that now the uh the glowing orbs in the game that you were i, I believe he was hooking towards yeah i got messenger vibes out of that yeah. like, see, that, like dude that's the, what i'm saying it's like they're taking the arcade yeah. shooting traversal though of messenger and celeste yeah fuck yeah man so tight in 3d like that could be a lot and again yeah. first person platforming is typically not the best uh but with when you have that many mobility options i think that that could be a lot of fun yeah uh, i thought that was a great way to end it you know of course well, they, they showed multiplayer too battle mode. oh that's right yeah slayer so, versus it's slayer where one person plays the uh slayer and then uh two of the others plays demons so yeah battle mode strategy versus skill and they're, they're talking about it as like it's a fighting game first person shooter they have the announcer the round one round two and all that stuff I'm like i like that me and barrett were talking about this a little bit like they're at least trying to make this unique to doom yeah and not just kind of like shoehorning in typical um multiplayer which into, is what the, the first game. doom did i don't think i mean i don't think it was that typical like i i just feel like they didn't do a great job of it like they mm. had the the idea of when you shoot enough you become a demon and I, which i thought like oh this is kind of a doom thing to have in a multiplayer game but just all across the board, it just seems like a lot of people were really unhappy with either how it felt or just the systems. I I don't know. I, I guess I don't know if it felt maybe, like an afterthought. Like they yeah, had an idea, but like the in. actual design of it felt like an afterthought. It was it was made. Uh, it, it was a lot of it was made by. Um, oh gosh, studio in Austin that is not. A, they're just sort of like a, con- a contract house. I can't think of Rooster the name. Teeth. No. But they do Daybreak. a lot. Of, they, they've done like multiplayer maps for Halo and shit like that. So it was. I don't think it was the Doom team necessarily. Surely they were consulting on it. But yeah, I hope the. I hope people get what they want to get out of get what they want out of this multiplayer because I. I don't think they will. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, but I, I do think it's cool that they're trying something different. But it just always feels weird when these. Like I feel like we are at a point with games where it's like just focus on what you're trying to do. Certain affinity nailed it. Thank you, Matt. Oh. Thank you, Mountothris. Mount Othris coming through. Yes, that was that was Bethesda. I will say so far this E3 is not the most exciting. Yeah. It's kind of a, a weaker one, but it's it's funny because even then, like this being a weaker E3, there's we still just got two new IP announcements. Like there's still uh these conferences are better paced than they were even three years ago, I would say. Like there's still value mm-hmm. to E3. Sure. We'll see tomorrow, man. We got Ubisoft and Square. And we already know we're getting from Square. Uh, and Kind of Funny Game Showcase. Yeah, asshole. E3 youtube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Enjoy it then. So what do you think for tomorrow? This is our Gamescast for tonight, or our last Gamescast for tonight, wrapping yeah, this yeah, yeah. up, right? Like, I'm, ex- I'm, I'm tomorrow right now, outside of our own thing, obviously. It's just exciting to do that. I'm most excited, I think, for Square yeah. because of Avengers. And that's just because I'm a, you know... I like superheroes and I like superhero games and it's exciting that they're going to do that and see what that game's finally like and what it what is it you know what I mean we don't know uh, I like Ubisoft obviously I think you know a lot of my f- most favorite games I'm excited to see what I'm sure there'll be a division update tomorrow I'm excited to know what that's going to be uh, I, I like well, I loved Watch Dogs 2 right what is Watch Dogs Legion that stuff gets me excited is Ubi Pass real you know what I mean what are they going to do with Odyssey like there's a, gr- a lot of great questions for Ubisoft but I feel Square taking the Sony slot which is a statement 
You know what I mean? And they know that that's a statement. Taking that and having Final Fantasy and Avengers, what do you have in between there? Like, what yeah. else are you putting in there? I mean, honestly, in my opinion, you don't need anything If it's just else, those but they're going to have other things. That's it. That'd be interesting. That'd be tight. <laughs> hey, man. 30-minute presentation. We'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um, I'm expecting some surprises in the middle of Squares. I don't know if there are any of them are going to be like the craziest get hype things, but it's going to speak to the different audiences, you know? Yeah. Uh, specifically the Japanese audience, I imagine. Um, but yeah, Ubisoft, I don't know. It's kind of like Bethesda where I'm just going, I'm like, there's nothing I'm really like excited to see, but I, I hope that there's some things that catch me off guard like Death, Death Splinter Cell. Did. Yeah. Prince of Persia, baby, let's go. Jesus. Can, I, can yeah. you imagine? Yeah, I you'd lose it for imagine. that. Let's go. Just play Assassin's Creed. All right. I love you. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Malaka.